7: Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Take good care, and we'll see you there.
4: Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe?
8: Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like
7: working with you guys.
4: Welcome to Hey guys, What's I want to say, I just want to say, I guys, I, fans out there, I was tardy today. I was tardy okay, Lamar. and I'm emotional about it. Um, you do had a
8: really good, I think you had a pretty darn good excuse. That's true. That's true.
4: I think so. I think nobody's it
8: mad about it. Guys, nobody's mad about it. We, no. we, let's, you, let's were feeding, just, you were feeding, you were doing a charity event. Yeah.
4: Charity, uh, wasn't it wasn't really an event. It was just, you know, you go to the boys and girls club with feeding the children and, um, and just kind of yeah, I we're, think
8: that's more important than our podcast,
4: right? <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I think it's um, totally fine. Did yeah. you
8: did 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 you get some some nice smiles and was it Yeah, fun? it
4: was cool. It was um today we were I was with uh, Harry Shum. Harry Shum Jr. Ooh. I love Harry. Yeah, and uh oh, we were so cool. um, making smoothies. Um Oh, sweet. Which, yeah, which I'm one of the best at. That's like something that people always say whenever they see me on the street. They always go, Hey, you're They're the like, smoothie hey, man. Smoothie king.
8: That's what you know. you're well, known what's for. What's your secret? Yeah. What's
4: your secret? I'm not gonna lie to you. You add a little bit of a little bit more banana than you need. That's oh. it.
8: that's what I think in a lot of smoothie shops. I'm like to think you put like five bananas in this smoothie, like I'll order a <laughs> smoothie and I'm like I feel like I just drank five bananas.
4: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Bananas, (laughs) super fruit. (laughs) So gotta make it is really good.
7: Bananas
8: are delicious. While you
7: were doing good, uh, good deeds, it gave me some time while you were tardy for the party. Um, Usually, I just sit here with a glass of water and we go through the podcast. Not gonna lie, or a glass of wine. I had a little afternoon delight. (laughs) I afford myself today. You are drinking. It's is that little, water? No, girl. It's a little what lemon lavender um, cocktail. Uh, by it's called Straight and Narrow. It's a company called Straight and Narrow. I'm not even. I don't. They, they don't support our show in or in our it? brand our or show. Is it- there is. A, it's a gin cocktail. Oh. Oh, good yes.
8: for you. Uh you I know, thought you were joking, but no, you we're serious.
7: Yeah, I know. Like I'm recording that. this up in Canada and uh whenever I And they allow Canada, booze in Canada.
8: So they do allow like,
4: booze. Like
7: here. Yeah, these straight and arrows. Uh <laughs> keep me straight and narrow
4: Lavender infused, you say.
7: Lavender and lemon. If
4: to keep you if calm. There's
7: one thing I want my cocktail
8: to taste like, it's flowers.
4: Yeah, it's well, delicious. Lavender, well, lavender is good for Hannah. If you guys are out there, folks at home, if you don't know, Hannah is very aggressive and wild. So the lavender <laughs> keeps her calm, which we need her to it have to as calm. much lavender as possible. Makes her sleepy. Yeah.
3: A, she's not too <laughs> no, I'm
8: kidding. I actually, I love lavender. It's one of my favorite scents. I've never nice. tasted it, but... Oh, wait, you know what? I've had a lavender
7: latte, I think. Yes. And that's good. Oh. That is good. I'm bringing this back for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> all and right, then. you guys. Very excited about this episode. Fancy man's fancy men. (laughs) Fancy man. Part one. (laughs) All right. Lamorne, do you want to read this little recap of the first part of fancy man? So it reminds all of us.
4: Jess's student is exhibiting some dark thoughts in her art. So she schedules a meeting with the student's parent who should arrive but Russell Schiller. Russell doesn't adhere to Jess's experimental teaching styles and insists his daughter work with a tutor instead. Unfortunately for Jess, Russell is the third largest donor in the school district, number one, of course, being me, which means she needs to apologize. Meanwhile, Nick is struggling with his credit score. I threw a joke in there that Nick has the credit score of a homeless ghost which means it's pretty low. Now, since he weighs more than his credit score, he's unable to secure a new phone. This causes him to have a bit of an identity crisis. Winston, meanwhile, also struggles with his confidence. Shocker. After Schmidt shows off his superior intellect in front of Shelby, they had a trivia night and Schmidt was showing his butt. Winston really wants to make things official with Shelby, but schmidt's antics make him second guess himself until shelby reveals that she likes winston for who he is quite honestly i think it's the mustache Mm -hmm. it turns out jess likes russell Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. though it takes cc to point it out to her russell can provide her with a car that's it that's an important thing Mm -hmm. Uh, a mechanic that's also important and a new phone for nick and pretty much more than any man she's ever dated even Nick falls in love with Russell. Okay, <laughs> He's sniffing on his sweater and his That's my
8: favorite weird storyline. The, the, the sniffing on the yeah. No, just that he, him, and Russell's office being mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> Says he
4: smells like seeing a man about a horse. I thought that was. Pretty
8: funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That was um, a good. That was a good n- line.
4: Now, after Russell saves Jess from a Japanese bidet, which I love, I love me a good old-fashioned toto. Um, I love a
8: Japanese <laughs> today. Joe, love him, love. There's him. a story, by the way. There's a story behind that storyline that I'll I'll get to. Oh. When we get to it.
4: So just after Russell saves her from getting wet by the toilet water, uh, agrees to go out with him. Now love is in the air for all of our loft mates. Now back to our show.
7: That was a good right. refresher. Yeah, I think it was. A pretty it was good a one. good
8: refresher. Now it helps separate
7: the fancy man's me yeah
4: 100 mm-hmm. who directed this mm-hmm. episode
7: peyton reed
8: peyton, peyton reed.
4: reed love peyton reed love 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 mm-hmm, peyton, peyton reed. Um, we
8: love peyton what a what a great guy he directed a movie i did called yes man yep and when we started uh our first season of the show i i sent him a little text and said hey i'm doing a tv show would you be up for directing an episode or two that's awesome. And he came into tr- yeah. I didn't Him know that. and then Jesse Peretz and Miguel Arteta. Mm. Uh, a number of people that were my friends who were directors. I
4: so I roped
8: in. Peyton had a <laughs> so party sweet. at his
4: house once. Um, mm-hmm. he, and was it a Christmas party or something? I forget what it was. Probably. But yeah. he reminded me of Fancy Man.
7: I you know what's like, so yeah. funny? This is I was literally gonna tell the same story of Peyton had a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I remember going and I felt a little intimidated and overwhelmed. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Just, you know, try to blend in. And I remember Al Yankovic. Yeah, he's friends with Peyton. Which I didn't know. Again, guess this is like kind of my first like industry party to go to. And he was sitting on a couch by himself. And I just remember being like, wow, I'm... Weird Al like that's what I want to do like that is my comfort zone at a party too. to find a couch sit down kind of keep to myself and I've never um, been starstruck slash related to another human being in their party mode more that's what I remember of Peyton Reed's Christmas party I met
8: Weird Al at and his lovely family at Peyton's house at a party and he sent me a Christmas card card via uh email every year since so, no way what a nice guy very what nice, nice guy. etiquette i met Great weird al at etiquette.
4: church and he never sent me a christmas card well that's never. weird met him <laughs> okay at church. well
7: okay. okay this episode this episode all right all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> we love you we love you al
4: we love you weird al. We, we love you weird, al whether we love you, weird, weird at
7: church or a christmas party <laughs> <laughs>
4: um right off the well, bat right right off the bat guys i do want to say this randall park is in this episode.
7: i know i didn't know that i didn't know he was ever on our show
4: randall park is in that opening moment in yeah the, in the cell phone store in the cell phone store i as soon as i saw that i went what
7: oh yeah. my goodness with a hairdo that says some things
4: that says like some i
7: almost didn't recognize him
4: i know and was I, real, would, I, I did
7: not recognize him you just said
8: that and i was like wait what it, yeah
4: <laughs> you I were wanna, the one in the scene yeah yeah yeah. I want to take yep. the credit for... I want to go, be the first one to say that New Girl is responsible for Randall Park's career.
7: Launching his career. You're welcome, Randall. With You're his Rand- two lines.
4: <laughs>
7: yeah, <laughs> it was, it was really a wild scene. moment. I, th- I thought, too. I was like, there's no way. I had to, mm-hmm. I actually Googled it because I'm like, there's just no way. That's someone who just looks like Randall Park. Exactly. Um, but it was him gracing was. our show with his incredible talent. So that's a great way to say start our casting.
8: Shout out to our casting department on our show who oh, did yeah. such an incredible job. We had the best, the best cast. I mean, we had such incredible guest actors coming in every single week. And like, I every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm reminded of who was on our show. And I'm like, how do we get all these
4: people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it Absolutely. was pretty incredible. We got in this episode, we got Randall Park, we got Callie Hawk, we got Dermot Mulroney. Yes. Dermot Mulroney. So let's dive in. Dermot yeah. Mulroney plays Russell, fancy man
7: mm-hmm
4: right so how did this story did this storyline come about in any particular way or is this just you know another way to try to weave into the will they won't they with nick and jess because we guys bring in also this man, we had
8: rachel harris by rachel, the way from oh, she was in that episode but she she was recurring so she was yeah. in multiple episodes but rachel harris is so so funny Oh yes. uh, playing my boss
4: yes absolutely And if I'm forgetting anybody, I'll I'll go back and I'll. I'll
7: Well, there are just too many great ones. That's what I
4: feel like. This
8: is
7: the first time we see Jess with like now a boyfriend that we're going to have around, you know, for a real storyline.
4: Yeah, one hundred percent.
7: Do you remember how how you felt, Zoe, when you found out? Like this is it? Okay, we're in the show now, and this is your love interest for the season. I was like, yeah, because Derma, I had met like. He
8: probably doesn't remember this, but I had met him at, like, a play reading maybe, you know, a number of years before. And he was, like, so incredibly nice. And he was like, oh, because he's a, – I'm, I'm a musician. He's a musician. He's, like, a really good cello player.
4: What? He, like, plays what? on
8: sessions and stuff. No, he's a session cello player. Like, you have to be so good to be a session player. And he was like, yeah, if you ever need a cello player – Here's my information. Like, he is so nice. And I remember being like, what a nice guy. And then when they said he was going to, um, that they that's who they wanted, I was like, absolutely. He is such a nice guy and would be a fun person to work with.
4: Did he play the cello at all in any of these episodes? I forget.
8: No. I think he might have at some point.
7: Mm. Really? I, thought, I remember uh, Megan Rath at the like later seasons, she had to pretend to play a cello. Right. Mm. I remember that. But for some reason, I
8: thought he did in like later, later seasons. Maybe like he came back for a few episodes at the very end. I mean, and if I they didn't have did. him
7: use that skill, what a waste. What a waste. I mean, really, what a waste. Yeah.
8: Because
4: I do. I have so many skills. In, in, in New Girl, to me, over the seven seasons, wasted a lot of them because they never used it.
8: Tell me which ones are those. <laughs> I'm a horse Limor. whisperer.
4: A horse whisperer.
8: You're a horse whisperer?
4: Yeah i like to whisper okay his the ears they didn't they never let me do it not once <laughs>
8: they don't like it but i do they, it <laughs> yeah
4: i'll do it you know what i mean like a professional what else? I, i'm a perfect okay. i can, I can juggle so- chainsaws
8: oh my god well i would love to see that i'm, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't take advantage of that one yeah
4: but i'm not good at okay it
8: then, okay then i don't yeah then please I, don't I, then I'm we don't want on, you to please do don't try to still am still working on the at least late, not on our watch you know
4: yeah, I won't do it on the podcast, but I'll, you know what I mean? Like, if we ever, you know, yeah. gear up for another re- rerun of, of New Girl, I'll do it then.
8: Okay. And then, then what else, Lamore? Tell us.
4: Honestly, if you just look up, look left, look right, I'm behind you. I can appear anywhere.
8: <laughs> oh, my God.
4: I can appear. <laughs> so you're a stalker.
8: There you are. Yeah.
4: Some people call it stalking. That's what the police said. That's what yeah, the lawyer true. said. <laughs> I call it appearing.
8: <laughs> i mean honestly i'd be delighted if either one of you appeared in my midst at any point delighted
4: yes. I, I, I don't don't look up don't look left don't look right because i'll be there yes the there we go Little
7: morning. <laughs> wasn't that the term that they had in season five What calling like being the doing the biden just biden him just be oh there. yeah was it be just be there, be there. <laughs> <laughs> joe biden just be there
4: just be there that's um, what you were doing
7: the biden that's what's
8: happening now
4: um, you're bidening I'm bidening um, okay
8: so we're talking about the show talking about the show okay so
4: <laughs> so nick so nick is also enamored with 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 russell uh because he's the opposite he's the he's the opposite he's kind of the person that nick wants to be but he Mm -hmm. we start off by talking about how bad his credit score is like that's as basic as it gets he has a very very terrible it's it's a 250 right and so (laughs) (laughs) it's a 250 and so everyone is shocked by this um is that do you think russell's um what do you call it? Uh, stature in life was intentional by writers. Like, let's make this someone who's directly opposite from yes. Nick. and in, but, in it, but, but do you think it was specifically for that reason of getting them together at that point? Sure. Or was it just like funny?
7: I think it's like to show how it can't work if it's all the things that Nick isn't. You know, it seems like the perfect package. How could you say no? Even Nick can't say no. Well, what's right? what's cool about the two episodes back-to-back and having just watched both of them
8: is that the first one, it's like Nick is the opposite of Fancy Man. And then the, the second one offers Nick a chance to step into mm-hmm. another type of Fancy Man status as he woos, a, like, a college student. Right. <laughs> mm. So... It it's kind, There's a definitely a progression of Nick throughout these fancy men <laughs>
4: episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah, he gets a taste of what it's like to be uh, admired for what it is he's doing.
8: Which That's is, right. He's
4: a bartender, you know, which is great. He can make cool drinks. Would
8: you guys be happier? So Nick doesn't have a phone this episode, and he makes it like his identity. Would you guys? Do you guys think that you could survive? For a while without a phone, would you be happier without your phone?
4: <sighs> no, hmm. I, can, I couldn't survive without a phone. I don't think so. I used to think that I was the guy who could, but there's so much more responsibility now. Um, if I were stuck, if I was in one location with my my kid, then I feel, I feel like everyone else can handle themselves and I wouldn't need to have a phone necessarily. But because I have I to, think- like, no...
8: I, I think, follow. like, I want my phone for emergencies, but I do think there's like a major amount of time suck that happens with certain um, things, a- all, like I- Instagram,
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
8: which I enjoy very much. I had to put a limit on myself, like, because otherwise I just like mindlessly doom scroll. You know, yeah, just scrolling. Just, just scrolling. scrolling memes, cat memes. You guys, cat <laughs> memes
3: are. <I>
4: just, <laughs> my off. favorite. You I know, love Instagram it. Instagram gives you the report. Instagram gives you the report of how how many hours you spend that week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I did the math. I they gave me a report. It said that I spend three hundred ninety hours a week. Uh, <laughs> I said I didn't know it was that many hours. And Instagram was yeah. like, yeah yeah bro. And yeah yeah bro yeah,
8: yeah. bro. So, um, guys. In our notes, it says, talk about working with Randall Park, Zoe. I'm like, didn't realize I was working with him. <laughs> but I will say, okay, that I do, like, remember him separately as the actor that I worked with on that day versus the man he is today. Okay? Nice. And I remember him being very nice and very funny and very professional.
4: Nice. What if he weren't? That'd be so funny if he was like... He's
7: the love <laughs> That is. would be.
8: But you know what? I don't remember, like really ever having anybody that was like do you remember having anybody that was like a big problem i think maybe we'll have to like go through and like you know i i don't know if i'd necessarily call them out but i might (laughs) mention them but i don't think (laughs) because i don't want to like ruin anyone's careers but i can't remember any
7: time that we had somebody on the show where i was like what a dud no no Here's the thing that bumped me at the Fancy Man barbecue that Jess okay. goes to, okay? This is a very like high-to-do party. It's catered. It's fancy. Mm-hmm. It's Fancy Man's.
8: I aspire work... to that kind of party. Like, how right? fun. It was all put to together. It was gorgeous.
7: Like it was incredible. So grown but up. But he's then like, she finds him like, working the grill? And I was like, come on. There's no way if he's like supposed to like work through (laughs) him and talk to people, and he has it fully catered, he's the one turning sausages at the
9: barbecue.
7: You know what? Though sometimes there, I I've had thing
8: I've gone to people's houses who are kind of fancy and they have a caterer and all that stuff, and then they want to make the thing that they're good at making. Elon Musk and a lot of guys are kind of territorial about the grill
4: barbecue. He just doesn't
8: seem like the guy that would be like I'm the grill master. Maybe they're trying to surprise you because I do think it was weird that he took such a turn from he's such a dick in that first, right? <laughs> in that first scene when he walks in, he's like, "I know what's best for my daughter, Miss Day." Yeah, like remember how he was in the first scene? I was like, "This guy's a jerk."
4: I would be that and way.
8: And then too. all of a sudden, he's like totally nice and. Seems to respect I do well,
7: think
8: you know. they were trying
7: to give him a down to earth moment. And that yes, was man. the down to earth sure. moment. Like, oh, I'm just here cooking the food. Look, and he's turning his chilling. own sausages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turning <laughs> his own sausages. Giving at out sweaters,
4: giving out sweaters. <laughs>
7: that was the part two that was a little <laughs> nuts. I'm like, this man, it just keeps handing like things out in mm-hmm. a real bizarre. I've never seen anybody just do that that you barely in house, know. Though.
4: That, that just goes to show you, you've never been to my house.
7: You are actually oddly generous. Like you are a very over. You
4: are extremely.
7: Person. I I will attest to that. I remember yeah. being like, <laughs>
8: the
7: morn is like so nice. Yeah, hold on to those watches. What are you doing? You're
8: just
1: now like you give away things. Rolex. Every you do. Year. Every Don't. Way, every I will year. never
7: forget when we booked new girl. You had a friend who's just a friend, and you're like, oh, she helped me, like you know, read lines and get the show, and you gave her a pair of Louboutins. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I remember is. that story, and I was like, you need to slow down. I was Maybe like, was... do you want to like,
8: out presents for people? That's a really good <laughs> present.
7: If you hate money, Zoe, like, have
1: Lamorne come knew, with you.
8: You know what I thought was so sweet, Lamorne, <laughs> was when I had my first baby, Elsie. You got me a baby food maker, which was the I sweetest present. That too. I, you know, I was I, like, "This is aw. so sweet," and I'm like, "I need this.
7: This is so awesome! <laughs> what Aww. a good gift!" Yeah, yeah you're, you're, cause you're you're because you're you are a bit of a fancy man. And speaking of which, we started this whole podcast that you were out there turning sausages this morning. I, I mean, maybe yep. you, you you are. Were t- fancy he was turning man. bananas, is what he was yeah, doing, I was turning <laughs> bananas. in a big old blender. <laughs> so here's the big question that I was I wanted to ask you guys because um Jess has a tell. Right. If she has a crush on someone Mm -hmm. that she goes into this like weird, funny British accent Mm -hmm. Um, or she does the Kermit the Frog voice. I think Cece's like, please tell me. I think she does lots of weird voices. Yeah. She gets into like (laughs) these voices. Um, Do you have a tell when you when you like somebody?
8: Well, I only like one person. His name is Jonathan Scott. (laughs) He's from Canada. (laughs)
7: But did wait, you have oh, a wait, tell? I just like, do a voice? There <laughs>
8: you go. You just did a voice. Why did you well, talk like
7: that? <laughs> I'm just I kidding.
8: Knock, um, man. No, I mean I'm just kidding with the voice. Um, I don't know. Um, like when you first like somebody, um I don't know. I can't I can't think of anything I... other than you know be I feel like all the normal stuff, like, you know texting people Hmm. but i text my friends too it doesn't mean i like them
7: (laughs) like that you know there's no like weird tell that just it's like a dead giveaway i don't think so like a twitch (laughs) like a twitch
4: i do you You do do? what's your thing i do it's mine is like it's post-coital you know that's when i know
7: (laughs) you really like somebody i was like that's the giveaway you I hope in you in like them at do, that point. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's when I know. That's when I know. If we engage in grown-up stuff, then I'm like, yeah. That's like
7: not that. a tell. I don't, yeah.
4: <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think I have a specific tell. Um, I think it's, I, you know, it's hard to date these days. So I think um, you go out multiple times. I think if you, if, if, if you're continuously, as uh, on my side of the coin, if I reach out multiple times to continue after the first date, mm. that's my tell. That's that's what it is. Because a lot of times, I will I'll, I will be honest. It, it, you're one, ghosting. You're ghosty, ghosty. <laughs> it's one date and then, <laughs> <Bye>. you know,
7: <sighs> yeah. adios, mm-hmm. Felicia. Yeah.
4: If my if my everyday life takes precedent over me hanging out with you again, then that's telling me. That's my I tell see. for myself. I go I I have to get this other stuff done. But there are times where I go I put everyday life on the back burner to see that person again and then that would be my tell.
7: My thing is that I um I look like I'm just like about to start laughing all the time because mm-hmm. there's like a voice in my head the whole time I'm trying to listen to you and talk to you, but I have I know I know mm-hmm. that you're going to be trouble for me. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a voice in my head the whole time going like it's like this guy's like really hot and you really like him and what do you even say oh, you're what talking you, so like, quietly they, but that's what's happening like in my brain this little voice is saying it and then i'm like laughing and i cannot hear a word that they're saying
8: ah. the do you sign.
7: still do that with jesse yes isn't that <laughs> terrible he's
8: the worst he's still got it i mean it's, it's very cute
4: It (laughs) is, is. but that that's a scary one to do. And I know we're off topic a little bit. That's a scary one to do because when you're not listening and you're just giggling at what that person looks like, they're probably telling you very important information. Like I'm a serial (laughs) killer. I watch you while you sleep. I wear your underwear, and you know that's that you you avoid that person. But you wouldn't know because you're not listening.
7: Yeah. Hopefully, my Mm -hmm. my instincts of who I'm spending time with um, has gotten me past the uh, the super creepy people.
4: Yeah, so that's nice. Okay, guys, speaking of um, creepy people who will wear your underwear while you sleep, um, we're going to go to break. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why (laughs) that's a bad transition, but we'll be back.
9: Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, what's we'll
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
4: So you write the books, Gene, and on the business. I understand now. This is a wise man. Is a wiser woman.
0: But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas.
6: Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and its high time. You tell me the truth.
0: Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh!
6: Jean, run!
0: So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination.
2: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Welcome to our show.
7: And we're back. Hello, everybody.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So good to be back. Can we talk
7: about like bar trivia dates? Like a good like pub quiz? Would that be like? I think it's tough because you're like it's can be
8: they, those things can get so competitive. It's like playing. It's like if you're gonna go play basketball with somebody on your first date, just oh, a yeah. little <laughs> bit much. <laughs> I would love that as a first date.
4: Trivia or basketball?
8: <laughs> Not basketball.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: By the way, my first date with Jonathan was an escape room. Really? Ooh, see, that sounds fun. It's the best, but like, I didn't know how to play. I didn't know like how you're supposed to. Do it like it's kind of a there's a learning curve, mm. and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and it was he was there, and then his we went to dinner, and then his brother and sister in law met us, and they were like all doing stuff like they knew exactly what to do, and I was just standing there like, "What is happening?" Wait, on your first date, you met the whole family. I'd already met. I I'd already because then he liked you bad. Like if yeah. he was like date <laughs> well, one, he, they were here's everybody. To- they were supposed to come to dinner with us and then when he was like he was like not sure if it was a date or not he was like so who's coming tonight (laughs) and i was like (laughs) just me and he was like okay and then he canceled everybody (laughs) he's like (laughs) get away Um, i say
4: trivia nights are great though um for a first date i mean because they sometimes do work out i'm not sure if you guys seen the hit classic movie game night um,
8: um. <laughs> this is just guys rent the movie. What do you call? It? You don't Game rent night. it. You stream yeah, it. Stream the movie. Game <laughs> night. Sorry, I'm old. Um, <laughs> stream the movie. Game night, starring Lamorne uh, Morris uh, and also Rachel McAdams. That's right. right? That's right. Jason and Bateman, Billy Magnussen, Jason Kyle Bateman, Bungary,
4: Jesse Plemons. I mean, the cast is fantastic.
8: I mean, it's fantastic. an incredible cast. I love you, all these actors. Do you
7: remember shooting these bar trivia scenes?
4: Well, they, we we so we did our trivia scenes. In someone's home, but the movie opens up with Jason I meant and Rachel going Oh, in this episode a, not oh, the in this movie. Episode. Oh, I thought we are still talking about game night. Plug in your
7: movie career.
4: So game night. Uh no. <laughs> so in this <laughs> one, you know what's interesting? While I was watching it, there every every once in a while this will happen when I do the rewatch. I don't remember being there. In Get out. Moment, <laughs> I don't remember I when I was watching it. I, it was like i was watching it for the first time and i just thought man i don't remember shooting this scene and i don't know what it is about it maybe because internally i, I truly would feel some sort of way if schmidt was behaving that way if i liked a girl and schmidt was just you know showing you, out, you oh showing it would be so
8: annoying. Yeah. so annoying it's so annoying for it to do that
4: 100 <laughs> percent. so that's i probably blocked it out of my memory <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it, it was gone that moment. But you were method uh, acting. Um Daniel Day Lewis is what they say mm. when they see me on the street, they always go, Man, is that a is that a, a D2L? Day? Daniel Day Lamorne? Yeah. And I go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Smoothie King, absolutely.
8: <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, Isn't there a like a smoothie place called Smoothie King?
4: I think so. They is that your
8: there. is that your joint? Is I don't
4: know, smoothie but King? I could be the spokesperson for Smoothie King. <laughs>
8: Guys, Guys, opportunity
4: right here. <laughs> Guys, you're hearing it here first. Um, yeah, but I think the I think I think a trivia night, a bar trivia night because you can tell a lot by a person's personality. You can tell a lot of their personality due to how competitive yeah. they may be, how passive That's they true. may be, how smart they may be with useless information, you know. Yeah. 100%. I
8: think
7: yeah. It it would be fun. I mean, I love a game night. Yeah, I guess what you're saying, there's a flip of it. It would be very telling if you're you're doing that as a date and the other person is actually concerned about winning or losing. That, to me, all of a sudden becomes a bummer of a date. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're there just to have fun and who cares if you get one answer right and you're just enjoying the show of everybody else having high stakes on it, that's a fun night to me. Oh, but yeah. if you actually care, like, I'm out. Bye.
4: Yeah, you that's why
7: There Have no. you guys ever played that game
8: Balderdash?
4: Mm. I've no, heard well, of that. A fun game. It. Yeah,
8: it's where they have you. They have like categories. It's like movie, book, laws, like a, a number of things, and they'll give you a title of a movie, say, or a book, and then you have to write the like synopsis, <laughs> and um, and then you write down like the person who's like the center of the game writes down like. The, the real thing and then everybody turns in their like fake answers and then you read them all together you get points if people pick your fake answer and you get points if you pick the real one but that one's really fun because i a lot of times play just to make people laugh like i just say like stupid stuff to make mm-hmm. people laugh like not caring whether i get points or not and i like that one cuz you can kind of play for laughs or like play for real and everybody's welcome
4: they have another game that's Essentially, that game called Ooh. Fibbage Ooh. or Fibbage, Ooh. Fibbage. Fibbage. Ooh. You play Fibbage mm-hmm. on uh, through Jackbox TV or something like that, and it's mm-hmm. cool because everyone has their own phones and you can write down. Oh the yeah, wrong answers we did this and, during
8: quarantine a yeah. lot.
4: So that's a saying that I fun. never knew that. I never knew that.
8: Game I Thiefs. never want to play an online. I never want to have an online party again. <laughs> <laughs> no, goodbye. Like, don't you feel like I feel like I'm like. We did that just like to scratch the itch of being around people, but I'm like, I don't want to have a Zoom party <laughs> again. No, not at all. But I did, I did like doing that. I
7: did like playing that game, and that was very fun. So thanks for the memories. <laughs> Speaking of memories, one of the most memorable parts of this episode is you in a real like almost karate fight with the bidet, which is mm. one of the funniest okay. things I've <laughs> ever seen. I'm like, that looked like a violent assault that that toilet was doing to you.
8: Okay, so here's what happened and this this is true story. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, remember when we had the first season which this was? Um we had a big giant dinner with the heads of the studio and the network. Oh and, yeah. Like it was like Dana Walden who basically runs Hollywood now. She's like a super super um Smart, powerful executive um, we had um like Kevin Riley, we had Gary Newman, we had Peter Chernin. Mm-hmm. Kevin Riley ran the network uh, Gary Newman also was um, with the, running the studio with data, and then we had Peter Chernin, who was one of our exec producers it it was a big wig dinner, okay like these are like. <laughs> very, very, like, high up people, okay, at at Fox. And they had a big dinner to celebrate our um, wonderful um, show, Success, which was so exciting. And Liz was sitting next to me, and I think Peter Turner was, like, on the other side of me. I think Gary was sitting close by, too. And I got up to use the restroom. I walk in the restroom, and there's this, like, toilet, right? And... It has like a, there's like a bunch of buttons on this. Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm like, and it's closed. And I'm like, well, how do I open it? <laughs> so I press some buttons. The toilet like opens and starts like squirting me with water. What? I get my entire, yeah, I pressed the wrong button. Okay. Oh my goodness. I got sprayed on my dress with toilet water. And when I went back to my seat, I was like Liz, <laughs> Liz, and she's like, "What?" I'm like, a Japanese toilet just like <laughs> assaulted me in the bathroom. She's like, "What?" I'm like, my skirt is all wet because the Japanese toilet like went crazy and started squirting me. Anyway, Liz thought this was hilarious and put it in the, um, oh wow, the episode, and which because it was like we were with these very very fancy people, um, powerful people, right? and um so that's the story and we were at a place in do you remember the restaurant we were at it was in um it was like a steakhouse in Beverly Hills
7: mm-hmm.
8: called I wasn't invited
4: I wasn't invited it was like you in were
7: a private there. it was in a private room yeah we had a big square table yeah Let's see it, like okay
8: wait hang on room. it's still there um hang on
4: I Mastro's
7: uh, was it a Mastro's yeah huh
4: hmm. that's interesting I don't I didn't get yep. that invite I no you were, eating, there. you were there no, I was eating a bologna sandwich you
7: one. were there
4: so that 100% was there. so
7: that was pulled from a real experience because I also remember there's a scene where you and I are talking and I'm giving you advice About, you know, taking a chance and dating, like, a man instead of a boy. And you're holding your bunny phone case. And wasn't that your real phone case? Um, (laughs) no. (laughs) It wasn't? I thought there was, like, a phone case or something of yours that you, I don't know, that they had stolen from your real life and put in the show. I
8: don't remember what... Look, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It might (laughs) have been my real phone case. I'm not sure. I think... But here is actually, I think, what happened that it was in the show, and that I liked it and ordered one. I was like, "I love this phone case. <laughs> this is so cute."
7: I just remember having a conversation with you, and I thought it was about that phone case, which is like, there is like they're starting they, to kind of like mine our real experiences, definitely,
8: and things like, that and we what's liked. Funny is, like. It's like there is there is stuff that's not like Jess about me, and then there is a lot of stuff then there's stuff that's totally you know like Jess so but that is something I would 100% rock without regrets I'd be proud of my bunny phone case
7: you know it's funny too when I watch that episode and Nick goes into um, Russell's office there's some like black and white framed art um, Mm -hmm. of uh, like I don't know like the Savannah in Africa somewhere With like an elephant on it. You see it in the background. And in the final season of New Girl, that exact art is hanging in Nick's office. In his room, in his office. And so when New Girl ended, um, I actually bought my first home. And I'd always lived in an apartment. And I bought this home and I was like, I didn't have enough stuff to even begin to fill a home and I remember um Michael Whetstone was sort of like help yourself to anything to use that you really like and then stuff can be placeholders until you find the things that you really want or if you like it just keep it yeah and that black and white because I've I've traveled there and spent time there and whatever I was like I love this and so that actually is in my house now Oh my ah, God! From you know fancy man's office the, to my
8: house—that's house. Yes. so funny. I have, um, I have the watermelon and the like botanical um, print from my room that are um, up in my house.
4: I don't think I have any. No, I do have artwork from the. I, t- I took. A, I'm not gonna lie, I took a lot of stuff. Um, yeah,
7: I think we all kind of really uh, did a lot of shopping.
8: I asked for. I only asked for three things.
4: Yeah, I took I should have asked
8: for more, but
4: i took so. ferguson's tombstone i took the space you did not orgy did you really happening. yeah i have that the space orgy that <laughs> happened i took that painting i have the basketball hoop from the loft
7: you took um, a cat's tombstone i keep it in
4: my front yard so when people come they go oh my god you buried someone here and I go it's yeah, like yeah. pet
7: cemetery
4: yeah <laughs> but yeah they don't know it's a cat though they think it's a person
3: terrible though.
6: Start having sex and then he's very so you can kill him easily.
5: To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it!
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin,
4: and Vlastar runs the business. I understand now, it's a wise man marries a
0: wiser woman.
2: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Welcome to our show. Well,
4: guys, where's the bear? Where's the bear? Hannah, have you have you, have you figured it out this episode?
7: Okay, so um, I will say, besides the bear on the refrigerator in Fancy Man Part 1... I don't find any other bear references, but I'm going to say this because it happened a couple of weeks ago when we did our injured episode. I was like, I couldn't find any bears. And then people were commenting in, uh, on my, uh, Instagram post about there was a bear and I had missed it. And I realized this is what needs to happen now on this podcast. Okay. As we go through this season and we're going to start taping these upcoming episodes, Message me if you find the bear, and then I will read that aloud and share it here on the show. Help me. I need this to be a team effort from our listeners. So after Fancy Man Part 1, we're going to do Part 2. So after that going on, from that, if you see bears, let me know and help me out. Because I'm a believer in the bear in every episode. Yes, please, please let us know. And uh, right now Uh, I'm not doing the best job as the lone man on campus hunting bears. You're not.
4: I knew all the bears I were. I just don't say I just, This is your segment, so I don't say anything.
7: <laughs> <laughs> this end of this episode, I will say, is one of the funniest tags I feel like we did in the entire series, where Jake is pretending to be like a CEO or president of oh, planet yeah. Earth behind the desk. Oh, yeah, desk funny. And, and just, home. it's also, so Also, can we mention funny. that I had to fall
8: into a pond, a koi pond at like... <laughs> <laughs> Three in the morning? Mm. <laughs> did you really do that? Yeah.
4: Did you, Get do your own st- out. So you do your own stunts? You and Tom Cruise? I
8: don't. I have an amazing stunt double, but but I fell into the the I fell into the pool. I had to like I can't remember whether she did the falling and then I had to do the getting up or whether I just I think I might have just done the falling there. Mm. Um, cuz I do remember that I had to be in the pool, but I'm not sure. So, I'll 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 uh I'm not sure, but um, I do remember having to go in the pool at pool. I call it a pool. It's, it was a koi pond. It was a koi pond. I
7: mean, it's a lot of water work you had to do it's in this episode. A toilet water, a lot pond water. Toilet
8: water, <laughs> pond water. It was clean. <laughs> a, lot but, uh, I was, a lot of water sports. A lot of water sports. I had to fall in the koi pond. <laughs> um, but yes, Jake and the CEO of the company was so funny. This right.
7: was just, I forgot about it. And then he just kept going and going. And I was like this, I was just crying. I was like, this is so funny. I was like, this is a whole thing. His love for him is so genuine. And I love that. That's like yeah. the twist because you think it's going to go into the formula, right? Of him, like not liking him because he secretly has a crush on Jess, <laughs> But the mm-hmm. fact that he can't resist him, it just, I don't know, it caught me by surprise again in the rewatch, and I absolutely loved it. Died laughing. It love is. this episode.
8: Okay, we're going to do a little True American to end uh, this episode. True American. Uh, welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. This week, we're playing Sean Connery's Rich Tough Guy Quotes. Are we listening to them, Joelle, or are we...
7: Sorry, no, if you guys could do dramatic readings and then I'll oh. drop in the chat uh, if you guys guess who said them.
8: I don't do a good John Connery. Uh, they're not I bet all you Sean Connery. Oh, they're not all John.
7: Sean... I think however you okay. read them will be a lot of fun.
8: Okay.
4: <laughs> all right, Con- Lamorne, you go first. You really don't remember, do you? We didn't pick you. You picked us. You volunteered right here, right here,
2: even after you were warned.
4: I don't know whose voice I'm doing because they're not all Sean Connery. <laughs> Let's see. Why did Why you pick did you me? Pick me. You don't remember, do you? We didn't pick you. You picked us. You volunteered right here, right here, even after you were warned.
6: It sounds I have like zero
4: Matrix. clue. Like I don't even no, have a what I is stab it? In the yeah, none guess. of these are
8: movies. I would probably
4: sounds like know the Matrix, well it. but it's not the Matrix. <laughs> oh. It's I'm gonna go ahead and say this is the Born Ultimatum, or the Jason Bourne series. Bourne
8: I'm gonna Academy say series. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> I just don't know, so I'm picking Star Wars.
4: Um, uh, it's the Born. It's the Born Ultimatum. I think that's is it? it is. is it really?
8: well so, uh, Yes. Yeah, sorry, I was
7: dropping the answers in the chat.
4: Yeah, that's a, that's how I. Oh, knew. I didn't see Oh,
8: okay. <laughs> I, can't, you I, I cheated. can't look at.
7: Wow, well, so nobody knew. Chat. Zero points. Okay. Z- zero Minus points. one for Lamorne for cheating.
4: I'm sorry. Okay. She put it right there for everybody to see. All
8: the right. next one. Okay. My dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as <laughs> drinking Tom Perignon. Y'all. Fifty three above the temperatures of thirty eight degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> that's just as bad as listening to the Beatles without earmuffs. <laughs> the Beatles.
4: The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles.
8: Mm. In, so in hard. Uh, no, no, sorry. In Help, the Beatles movie, the bad guys keep calling the Beatles the Beatles. So the Beatles. That's I did. That was a little reference. I have no idea what this sounds like. A James Bond quote. It sounds yeah. like a James Bond. This movie. feels very James Bondy.
4: I think it's the Pink Panther.
7: <laughs> I think it's my the- guess, Star Wars.
4: <laughs> it is James Bond. It's Goldfinger?
7: Goldfinger. Oh. I I don't know any of the Bonds mm-hmm. apart from any other Bonds. Well, Who was nobody's. The bond tr-
8: in it's got to be a. I mean, it feels like it has to be a Bond, like it's the way Bond talks, and then it's my dear, girl. fifty-three. Like who's drinking <laughs> <laughs> wine from nineteen <laughs> fifty-three? <1953? laughs> that's, that's, that's very old <laughs> champagne yeah sorry not wine champagne yes champagne mm-hmm. um, alright Hannah do you what? want to do I can't
7: even okay <clears throat> if you're dealing with a man who has crushed shot stabbed and detonated five members of his own IMF team how devastated do you think you're gonna make him by hauling mom and uncle Donald down to the county courthouse Ooh. Mm. I don't
4: I'm is that like a
7: county courthouse matthew I, mcconaughey an or team?
4: something oh, i don't know imf team is IMF a very important team it's
7: like a war movie because very... there's detonations
4: i'm gonna go with the hunt for red october
7: <laughs> <laughs> i'm going with star wars
4: it's you know
8: a
7: spy go. movie it's mission impossible,
4: impossible. Oh. whoa
7: impossible. Not that was not that was impossible for me. It was to impossible.
4: Guess. Are these like known? This quotes? is
7: all Mission Impossible. This game, right <laughs> this now. This
4: game. I think we. If missed you are everyone. playing along
7: at home and you've even gotten one, bravo to you. Okay.
4: Oh my gosh. Okay.
7: Um, Morney, you want to take D?
4: The seventies and the eighties. You're not missing anything. Believe me, I've looked into it. There's a gas shortage and a flock of seagulls. That's about it. Ooh. Is this Back to the, no, back to the Future? Movie, but no, I think this is... It's
7: not a spy movie.
4: It's not a spy movie. I'm going to go ahead and say...
7: Tough guy.
4: Austin Powers.
8: Ooh.
4: Ooh. Boom.
7: Whoa! was right. oh, it? Yeah, okay, we right. got one right.
4: one. Boom. Wow. So I love it. Yeah, so that was... That, that
8: pressed. was not going to be my... Uh, that, was that was tough. To we don't life. know a lot of rich tough hard. guys. That's all we've just learned. I like how good anything. we were Believe at um, at sad songs. Sad songs. We knew them all. <laughs> yeah, we were, we
7: were really rich tough guys. At that. Don't know you. Don't know no. those men. Bye. All
8: right. Thank you guys. Uh, like and subscribe. Please give us five stars Please. if five you love stars. us. Please. All right. See you next week, where we continue this talk of the fancy men, the one and the two.
7: And help me with where's the bear?
3: Hi,
8: hi. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap Podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre Derieder. Follow us on Instagram at WelcomeToOurShowPod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at WelcomeToOurShowPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week.
5: Apple Podcast,
6: or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between –